Hi, everyone. This is Eric Martin, the lead singer for the band Mr. Big, and you are on the road to rock with Clint Schweitzer. Thank you so much, man. I, I love talking about the things that I love, Clint, and for you to allow me to do it with you. God bless you. God bless the heartland. God bless America. You are now on the road to rock. It's not just a podcast. It's an unabashed celebration of rock's living legends. And now, please welcome your host, the master of your rock and roll road trip, leading you down the highway to hell, Clint Schweitzer. Thank you so much for, for coming on with this. How's, how's everything been going, brother? Yeah, right, right. Where where are you? Where's... I'm at, you don't want to know. Uh, I'm at, <laughs> at KC Mo, uh, where it's 42 degrees and windy. And uh, yes. so don't even get me started about what, what the weather's like out there on the West Coast right now. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's going to depress me. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, and I'm bummed because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking, at, looking at all the, the Billy Idol dates and ready to ready to talk to you only to find just like moments before I turn on my computer that you've had, you guys have had to cancel the, the two American dates uh, coming up in, I think late a- April and May. Uh, cause, yeah. Cause uh, Billy's continued uh, situation. So how is, is, yeah. is, is Billy doing, doing okay? Like kind of update us on just kind of his well being and just trying to make sure, I guess everything's good to go before you guys go to Europe. Yeah. Um, you know, we had a procedure done for uh, severe sinus, uh, uh, infection that just wasn't going away from from uh, um, you know play, uh, antibiotics and um, and it's taken longer and obviously as a singer yeah you know, any, anything to do with your breathing uh, is really crucial so he needs time to heal up and um, and uh, so that's that's really what's going on and he yeah. just needs needs a bit of time to heal up and you know um, we uh, you know we were originally scheduled to do the the journey tour and uh, it just you know it just wasn't going to happen so we just said you know what let's let's cancel the dates give him the you know give him the time to heal up and without the pressure of oh god I've got this date coming up right and uh, and we'll come back we'll swing back around at some point and and uh, hit those hit those cities and everything uh, but uh, we're still scheduled for Europe and then we go down to South America. Yeah, which is incredible. That's going to be great. And uh, yeah, like you said, the, the the journey tour, that would have been awesome. You guys have done some just tremendous tours over the last several years as the bands. I mean, you guys just continue to be such a, you know, just a, a steadying force in rock and roll. And you're going to be going out in Europe uh, for a lot of days with the Go-Go's. Yeah. What a cool lineup that is. That's man. I, what a, what a year not to be European for myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've known Kathy, the bass player since, uh, it's got to be like 83 or so. So um, uh, I'm sure there'll be some cool dinners happening, you know, <laughs> some reminiscing, <laughs> if we can remember. <laughs> That's the, sometimes the fun of it is you don't remember yeah. to start over. And yeah. for you guys, I mean, this is, well, this is 40 years. I mean, the uh, uh, in July, I think July 16th is the 40th anniversary of the first album. So right. do you kind of anticipate doing some kind of special? I mean, I know a lot of bands love to just play the whole album front to back. I don't know if you guys have ever tackled that, but, what, you know, doing something special for the for the 40th anniversary there? Um, there yeah, I mean, there's a remaster of the album uh, being put together with uh, quite a bit of bonus stuff that's that even... Um, uh, you know, I was surprised to, to see surface uh, some recordings and stuff. So there'll be a great package to celebrate the uh, the 40th anniversary of that record. And we've never done one of those 
as you said, uh, right. you know, fr front to back. And I've seen bands do that. And even for me, you know, there's always some hit that gets, the, you know, there's some, you know, hit song that doesn't get played or something or it's some, we, we, we really like to go back and pull some obscure things or covers or things like that. Um, rather than just do a front-to-back record, and and especially with that record, because what do you then? What do you sacrifice? You know, some things from Rebel Yell or Whiplash Smile or some newer things that we've working on. Um, so I, I don't anticipate we'll do a complete album thing. Yeah, you know, I think uh, albums front to back, it sounds good on paper and it's kind of a cool novelty. But I think I decided it wasn't for me, Steve, when I saw Motley Crue playing "Time for Change." Uh, on their Dr. Feelgood like, anniversary, I was like, you know what? Maybe we don't need to do every song from an album. Yeah, I mean, if you're <laughs> if you're a, if you're a super super fan and, and you've seen that band, That's you know, true. numerous times, let's say twelve times or so, then you're gonna be like, yeah, I've seen them do all the other stuff. I'm cool with doing, a, uh, you know, with them doing a front to back album thing. Um, but for the average concert goer i think you know you you got to play the songs that they know and for us you know we really uh you know we we try and put as much new material as as possible in there because that's what keeps us of our, course our juices flowing one of my favorite things you guys did as far tour wise was uh you know uh, god it's hard to think back it's been i guess three years you know my mind gets muddy for some reason steve these last few years have just sort of all been a blur uh unfortunately but uh, it was three years ago you guys did a run of several dates with brian adams which was awesome right. saw yeah. the show in uh, detroit would you guys ever revisit that again that's something that i think would do great business across the country you got like six or seven dates maybe out of that it's just a great bill that was yeah it was and uh you know it, it had been been the the seeds were planted quite a while before that because we had we were on a festival date with uh, and Brian happened to be on it and he comes strolling in the you know the <laughs> dressing room and him and Billy are doing Elvis songs and and uh, and Brian and his guitar player you know have also a forty year right uh, partnership and we said you know we got a lot in common we should tour together so. Um, and it was great. It was it was the you know great audience that I think was, you know, obviously grew up with the uh, with those tunes in the same era, obviously the eighties. And um, I think it was a really great evening and um, a lot of camaraderie. And uh, man, is he is he good? Oh yeah, about both and just both acts. And like you said, the, there was a lot of parallels there. So that was tremendous. There are, there are yeah. But uh, for you guys coming up, of course, um, you are working on a, a follow-up EP to the Roadside EP, as I understand it. So kind of just give us an update. What's going on there? The Roadside EP was something that kind of came out. Man, it it was like it, it took the rock world by storm. Critics, fans, all on board thought it was great. So what are you kind of working on for this follow-up? What can we kind of expect coming up here on that? Yeah, we kind of, um, you know, we fell into a, a way of working with, with that record. It was Butch Walker who produced it. But it kind of opened up uh, our eyes. Butch had suggested some other uh, writers to work with and, uh, and et cetera. He introduced us to Tommy English and Joe Yaniak. And, um, and so uh, when it was time to, you know, we said, hey, man, we had a great time doing that. Um, Butch had just uh, moved back to, I believe, Nashville, outside of Nashville. Um, 
Oh, or Atlanta. I'm the, I, he'll kill me. <laughs> but, <laughs> we'll edit that out. It's I'm from way. I'm from Atlanta, man. <laughs> um, but um, we continue to work, and and uh, and um, uh, Tommy English, and also uh, Zach Cervini, who's uh, uh, if you if you Google him, he's oh he's great. His credits are fantastic, and he's a real guitar nut. So. Um, it was uh, so yeah. All the stuff's recorded. Um, it's been mastered. Um, it's kind of the other side of of, of what we do. Um, it's it's uh, definitely harder edged. You know, I think there was a lot of very personal things for Billy uh, to express and a way to to do that on the on the roadside. And this is kind of the other the other side of it. It's definitely a bit more raucous and screaming and yelling and and carrying on. So um, I'm excited for it. Well, was there ever a thought of just kind of doing one one album in there? What, you know, like, wh- why did you want to kind of break them up the way you've done it? Well, the, you know, the in back in the day, <laughs> you know, you we'd go in and record a record, and from the time that maybe some of the initial songs were written to the time that it's released could be a year or That's, or even longer, yeah. right? And you've kind of you're kind of like, oh, that we're already onto something new, and and and. And what doing an EP uh, does for us, it allows us to get music out very quickly from when it's completed and written and it's pertinent and it's, 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 uh, it's, we're, we're still excited about it. And um, so, uh, so doing these EPs, I mean, we, you know, literally we're talking within three months, you have your music out, in some cases sooner. Um, so we like the immediacy of it, and um, and and we're going to continue to do this. And obviously, we'll package something, you know, down the line where everything is collected on a on a long player. Well, you kind of alluded to it. Music, uh, the music business evolves. It's it's evolved in so many ways. So it's good to keep up with it. I mean, to, to me, I'm I'm around a lot of high school students. I mean, they find everything, every single song that they know, they found it was on YouTube or Spotify or whatever. So like. It's yeah. a, it's a different world, like you know, and it's almost like it's it's uh, videos are so important. I mean, I know that's it's visually, you guys are always on the forefront of that too. So I'm assuming the visual aspect, the videos will be there, and uh, we can certainly look forward to that. So very much looking forward to it. Yeah, great. Um, so for you, it's you know not not as if uh, you haven't been busy yourself, of course, as always. But I got to talk about uh, Crazy Train, which is a Flamenco tribute to Randy Rhodes with the, the you did with the, the Six String Revolution, which I didn't realize that Janet Robin, which is right. uh, Randy Rhodes's uh, only female guitar student, she was like right. eight or nine years old, is a part of this, like kind of started it. Talk about the impetus of this and kind of how you got involved because this song was awesome. I love the version and it was released like right after Randy would have turned 65, I believe. Right, right. I mean, I think the, the, the germ of it was that um, uh, Tom Morello had really uh, spearheaded getting Randy inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall mm. of Fame. And, um, and I guess uh, to coincide with that, um, you know, the six, 16 Revolution said, we're going to reinterpret uh, Janet, as you mentioned, was um, one of Randy's students. And anybody who knows anything about Randy Rhodes knows he, was, he studied classical guitar. Um, even I remember reading that uh, while he was out on tour with Ozzy, he'd go to, um, uh, you know, seek, seek out classical guitar teachers so he could continue to study. Um, so when I was contacted, um, they they said we're, do, we're you know we're doing a, a Spanish guitar version of Crazy Train, and I said, well, first of all, probably Randy would have dug that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and second of all, it's not I'm not being asked to recreate w- the, what the master did and w- what what is 
the you know the 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 etched in stone as as you know I mean I'm not gonna you're not gonna better what Randy did but to reinterpret it it, it it's another way of looking at it and um, I think it turned out really cool it's there's some something about Randy's solos and the way he composed them there's an element of Spanish guitar always in there um, so it was a kind of a no brainer for me. Oh, it's a, it's such a fun song. It's like something, you know, I've played for people. I'm just like, Hey, what song is this? And you know, they're like, wait, wait, that's oh, <laughs> not crazy train is yeah. <laughs> right. oh, a great song. And it's a, it's a, it's up on YouTube. You can check it out. It's a, on a, as a digital single. So I would implore everyone to do so. What, what's, what's kind of else on the horizon for you? I mean, 2022 kind of in a perfect world. You get this, you know, the Billy Idol's recording part is done. What else is uh, kind of on the horizon for you? Any 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 solo stuff coming up? What do you what do you got going on? Yeah, I'm sure there will be after after the uh, European tour. Actually, after South America, uh, I'll, I'll be putting together ideas for uh, uh, another solo record. Um, but I've used the time, you know, the down to the down COVID time. Yeah. I'm in introducing a new signature amplifier with Friedman amplifiers, and um, and there's some other stuff on the tech tech side that I'm working on that I'll see light of day this year uh, for guitar players and um, because the, the by and large the way guitars are recording now that the, the everything can be done in small spaces and uh, and um, uh, and I'm really intrigued by that and the way people are touring now is different with gear and stuff so it's a lot of tools available to guitar players finally that uh, that I'm really interested in developing so some of those things will come out this year well guys uh, for those of you that know me and know me well you know that I'm an avid podcast listener and maybe an even more avid bourbon drinker so we have to talk about one of my favorite podcasts do you find yourself looking at all the bourbon on the store shelves but don't know where to start what about the differences between rye and weeded bourbon? Do you enjoy bourbon but want to dive into the science, history, and stories behind the label? Did you know that bourbon is a distinctive product of the United States? It can't be produced anywhere else in the world. And no, not all bourbon has to be made in Kentucky. I learned this listening to Bourbon Pursuit. If you think you like bourbon, get ready to love bourbon. Bourbon Pursuit is the official podcast of bourbon. The best source for all bourbon news, reviews, and interviews with people making the bourbon whiskey industry happen. Three new episodes every week. Learn the next bourbon trends, great bottles, the personalities behind your favorite brands, and get the juicy scoop on all things whiskey. Past guests have included CEOs, master distillers, and brand ambassadors from every major distillery, authors, bloggers, industry influencers, retailers, celebrities, and unique customers who hunt rare bourbons. Take your knowledge from being a bourbon novice to a bourbon baron. Wherever the good stuff is poured, Bourbon Pursuit is just a play button away. So join your hosts, Kenny Coleman, Ryan Cecil, and Fred Minnick on an epic bourbon adventure. Subscribe and follow Bourbon Pursuit wherever you get your podcasts. That's really important, too, because, you know, I was going to ask you, do you think that albums will ever be recorded with a band live in a studio ever again is that something that's just gone by the wayside with with how things have been done because you know 90 percent of the artists you know that i talked to you're like oh yeah we knocked that album out i never saw any of the guys we sent mm. it all over mm. uh dropbox and all that do you, i mean do you think that that will ever become a thing again or is it i, th I think if you're a rock band yeah i mean obviously for hip-hop and and uh ah. and and uh and some 
pop element, you know, pop no. things. It's not that important. You're not trying to capture the energy of a band. For us, uh, with both EPs that we've done now, it's all it's all of us in a room together that's, because it's that's the way we've always done it, and that's what what fires us up us up. That's what we look for in a song. Okay, we're in a room. Do we have something? Because it starts, the germs of the ideas with Billy and, and myself or anybody that we're writing with is always a couple of guys with a couple of acoustic guitars. And, oh, what, you know, what, what, what's been on your mind lately? Okay, here's an idea. Here's a theme. Okay, put some chords to it. Okay, now we have something a little bit. Now it's time for the band to come in. And, and that's, that's where you bring it to life. So that will always be for us the way we do it. I know, and it sounds so old school, yet it's just uh, the way, you, you know, so many rock bands, you know, th th that's just, you know, the way that you record albums. I mean, it's just so strange the way things. Uh, I think out of necessity because of yeah, COVID that, that people, sure. people are flying uh, files and, 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 and certainly there's, um, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but if you are a band, you're going to be, you're going to want to, and you want to hang out with your, your mates and stuff. Yeah, that, let's see. You know, we actually like our band members. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the, the rarity here. Maybe that's what we've uh, tapped into. Well, well, Steve, I asked you about this, like, and I, I was looking at it. I think it was like four years ago we had you on. I just kind of casually asked you, like, hey, the, this there's a new Top Gun movie. Have you done anything with the theme or whatever? Well, four, it's it's now coming out. And I, I, something tells me your answer is going to be the same as it was four years ago, which is that you've never been approached or heard nothing about it. But um, that theme, as God is my witness, is in the trailer. It's a more of a okay. version, but I assume not, they never reached out. Nothing. No, I actually I, I met with uh, Harold okay. Fultemeyer, who's the uh, who's the writer, the composer. Okay. And um, I gave him my blessings to uh, pull whatever he needs from the original multitrack. Um, the last thing I would want to go in and do is recreate uh, something that I won a Grammy for. Okay, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it even better this this time, you know. Um, so, um, but that that maybe you know maybe my guitar tracks are put into a different context or whatever. Uh, you know, bas basically just said Harold, use use whatever you need for it. And but um, I, I'll be surprised as anyone to see what's used and what may not be used. Yeah, it's kind of like there's been kind of a tea like the trailer kind of shows just like you know just, you know how trailers do. They give you yeah. that little rip. And there's something about those chords when you hear them together. It elicits maybe a response that I, I can't link to any other piece of music. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because, you know, I'm 38. So Top Gun came out when I was very young. And I just kind of mm. remember being a very small child seeing that. Maybe I have an association with it that I don't with other things. But that that right there that you talk about winning a Grammy for that. I mean, how important, how amazing. And the fact that you when you still in a Billy Idol show could rip out part of that in your solo people's eyes light up every time it's like it's just this infection yeah. i mean it's 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 when, when as an artist i mean i've been doing this long enough to have this happen a couple of times and something that you're involved in becomes part of the pop culture and certainly top gun uh is a movie which is so ingrained in the 80s culture yeah. not only the movie but the soundtrack spawned so many hits for so many bands and uh, and that theme, I mean, Harold Faltermeyer is genius at, at doing that, and all, all credit goes to him for capturing that, and he did that with Beverly Hills Cop, and, you know, that's, that's what he's great at. Um, so, um, you know, but that happened, that doesn't, you can't predict that. Right. Uh, you know, you can't predict that it's going to become part of culture, pop culture or something, and, 
And, you know, same is true with a lot of the Billy Idol catalog with, with the classic songs. And, uh, and when you play them now, it's, it, you're not just playing the song, you're playing for each person their life experiences at that time. And they remember back when their parents were telling them, shut that damn thing off or, you know, or whatever. And, 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 uh, and, and, um, and I love that. I love, to, I love to be a part of that. I love to stir the emotions of, of our fans and listeners. And you've done it for for so long, Steve. Um, I got to ask you about uh, Atomic Playboys, 1989, because I'm an unabashed fan. I find a way to ask you about it every time I have you on. <laughs> I'm just going to continue to do so because that's one of those albums that like it just it resonates. I think it was tremendous. I think it was overlooked. Um, when you go back to that, do you feel like that you would ever re even revisit a, a, that kind of a style of an album? You've done Flamenco A Go Go. You've done so many different types of things. You're playing is just so tremendous and respected, but is, would you ever kind of revisit that kind of style that over the top just pop <laughs> sound like it, it was it was so good i'm just um yeah no thank you i, I appreciate that well, what surprised me is uh about um gosh, about three years three and a half years ago i think maybe four now i did a solo tour in europe and that's um, right and uh, and i performed some of the material from uh from atomic playboys just because I like the tunes, you know, and, and the band that I had together uh, was, was shit hot. And, and, and I thought, well, these guys are going to really play it. And the response from the audience was really took me by surprise. Um, would you like to see me revisit it? Clearly, I only okay. every time we talk, I'm like, so well, Atomic Playboys, remember yeah. uh, Perry McCarty, 1989? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, uh, I, mean I, don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily be this, the same cast of characters, but, but right. <laughs> as, as you mentioned, to do something maybe in that style, that full, full out, uh, you know, it's, it's incredible that you know the 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 uh, the title of that band came from 1950s footage of the U.S. was performing atomic uh, nuclear testing, and they accused the, the scientists of being atomic playboys, and they were saying we're not just you know we're willy nilly throwing you know you know detonating bombs all, and here we are you know uh, 2022 and and all I see on the news is the threat of nuclear war. It hasn't changed. So some of the themes that I touched on on that record uh, uh, are still with us, and um, and uh, maybe it's time to to revisit that you know kind of setting. Yeah, we probably have to change the name given the parlance of our time. I don't know that that would 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 fly just because anything could be thrown out these days. You, I mean, you can't say boy or girl at Disneyland. I've just learned. Oh, ago. really? Oh. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, so, you know, it's, uh, but I, you know, come on, but songs like Power of Suggestion, I mean, that, that was totally like a complete mind blow. <laughs> that was off kilter from the, kind of the tone. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah, but, which, you know, I almost forgot about, you know, I, it's been so long I forgot about some of the songs and, and I happened to turn the channel on and uh, Ace Ventura came on. Yeah, exactly. I, I go, and I go, <laughs> oh, I, I know that. That's so, oh, that's from Atomic Playbooks. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, even for me, it's, it's you know, perspective, looking back at it, uh, you know, it's, uh, I like, I like the tunes. I enjoy playing them, as I said, on my solo thing and, yeah, um, and never say never. So. I, I, I thought they should have used Pet the Hot Kitty, but you know, <laughs> it was still, still great. Um, before we let you go, Steve, I, I got to ask you because, you know, I'm someone, you know, I'm 38. So like I, you know, I kind of come in, you know, 
later on, uh, you know, I'm born in 84. So all these bands that I revere. And wow. That, okay. You know, gotcha. You know, I'm, I'm this young guy. You wouldn't know it by my hair. I mean, okay. if I if I could have your hair, man, I'd sign up for it and I would take the 20, you know, the 20 plus years of age, but it looks great. You look great by the way. Um, you know, you, you, you lose your heroes. It's part of what life is about. It's part of music. You know, you, your heroes aren't around forever. It's sobering, but obviously we just lost Taylor Hawkins from, uh, from Foo Fighters and just what a tremendous drummer. I just didn't know if you ever kind of had cross paths with Taylor, had, mm. had, had any stories or anything. I mean, it was just yeah. been, it's, it's still so new and so surreal that it's just kind of hard, but I just thought I'd see if you had any Taylor stories. I mean, you know, the, 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 there are musicians and there are, uh, you know, uh, musicians that pass on. Then there's guys like Taylor Hawkins, mm. who's a su superstar in every way. Um, I'll tell you my, my Taylor Hawkins story. I'm a huge, uh, I love digging out um, obscure progressive rock bands from the 60s and 70s, because now you can, you know, uh, uh, with YouTube, there's footage and all this. Sure. And I had missed a, a band called Captain Beyond. They were an American progressive rock band with a good uh, drummer who had uh, actually come from the, the Johnny Winter band. And I saw a photograph of Taylor Hawkins and he had Captain Beyond on his, on, written on his bass drum head. And I went, what's Captain Beyond? What's that? And I got the record and I was floored. How did I miss this? And if wow. anyone wants, wants to hear an incredible, absolutely incredible, especially the, you know, it's obvious why Taylor would have liked it. The drummer is incredible. And um, so when I met Taylor, I said, I have, you know, we, you, um, we had a, a mutual uh, friend, obviously, and some of the musicians, Dave Navarro, Chris Cheney, who I've worked with. And, I said, I have to thank you because you turned me on to Captain Beyond. Well, that opened the whole thing of him, him loving Yes and Genesis and being a prog head like me. Uh, and and then all we did from, you know, uh, you know, we're backstage at a festival and all we're doing is to, trying to outwit each other on obscure progressive <laughs> rock bands. And, I love and, that. Um, and uh, the, the sweetest guy and... I mean, I'm sure, you know, everybody has been saying that, but the guy really had a light and a, an a exuberance for music. It seemed he had never forgotten to be a fan of the mm -hmm. music. And what, I mean, if you, if you, if Dave Grohl's going to have a drummer, you know, the guy's going to be just exceptional. And t Taylor, I mean, it's my, my friends who are much closer to him than I are really, having a hard time with yeah. it because he was that friggin' special. He, you know, and, uh, and he worked with everybody. If you look at, at all the musicians that he's worked with, um, because he was, he really loved playing with his heroes, you know? So really tough one, man, really, really tough one. You know, we, we, uh, you know, we've lost a number of, of musicians and, you know, some that I didn't know, but I knew the music, like sure. uh, Gary Brooker from Proco Harem. You know, I grew up on the, those songs and everything, and it means something to me. But it's not like 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 how how this hit home. I mean, and it's you know, think about just something simple. Not saying simple, but like what Billy's going through. It's like you know, you got to take care of your health. You know, you age, you get older. You gotta gotta take care of it. I think a lot of musicians, maybe you could speak to this. Just you're out touring, you're writing, you're you know you. you it's just it's a it's a crazy 365 kind of a, a deal to just go oh I, I need to go schedule a doctor's appointment or i need right. to go check on this like it's, i 
I think, you know, professional wrestlers, athletes kind of go through this and, and maybe that's maybe some awareness needs to be raised for that. I mean, the scariest part for me is that, that uh, all the guys, you know, I'm, I'll be 63 and, uh, you know, a lot of the guys in, in my age bracket, we're kind of the elder statesmen now. And, uh, and um, you know, who's who's going to pick up the mantle, uh, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, it's it's I think the nature of the business and the nature of the blueprint that we always followed, even when I when I joined up with Billy Idol, who already had a record deal and we had a little bit of a salary. I remember I, I got my first salary, $250. But hey, it's, you know, that paid for pizza and, right. and, and, and a couple of cab rides. And um, But we got in a room and we rehearsed and then we got and played in front of people. We played in Max's Kansas City. Where I'm, and that was the way that we did it. And that is the way that you become a great band, is to just get out and do it. And I'm, I'm looking, you know, for the next generation, because it's not going to happen on YouTube. It's not going to happen for some kid who's got an incredible technical ability on the guitar and makes a video and puts it out there and gets half a million hits on it. That's that's great, but the guitar is not a gymnastic event. Go join a band, write songs, mm -hmm. get out there, play it in front of people, because that's you have to communicate that to, to an audience. It's not just about, isn't that impressive technically? That's extremely well said, and I completely agree. And I, 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 I always have hope, because rock and roll is in my blood. I always have hope. There's always musicians. There's always bands that I feel like that can come out to the forefront. There's some out there now. But, uh, you know, you mentioned Genesis. I just, they just played their last show, like, the other mm. night. And I'm like, I, I love Phil Collins because he could be self-deprecating at times. Like, he's obviously, his health has been failing him. He's had problems. And he's just like, you know what? I got through this. He did a solo tour called I'm Not Dead Yet. Yeah, right. This tour, yeah. The Last Domino. And it's like, man, yeah. Yeah. I, Genesis is a band I got into kind of later. Because I was like, mm -hmm. I, Prague wasn't really in my moment. I, I even kind of ignored Rush in my early days, Steve. Don't, mm -hmm. don't, don't kill me. But man, that stuff has grown on me so much. Genesis has become one of my favorite bands of all time. And, and now they've, the last domino has fallen for Banks, yeah. Collins, and Rutherford. So, yeah, yeah. You no, know, there you go. Kind of speaks to your point where it's just, it's not, it's, it's these moments are fleeting. Well, for, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, obviously, uh, f for, uh, for those that don't know, Phil's had health issues, has to yeah. sit down, can't play drums. What I'm interested in is what his son Nick is going to do now. Yeah. Because his, his son sat in for drums and the clips that I've seen. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see them uh, on this tour. But uh, his son's an incredible drummer. So I'm hoping that Nick Collins, Nick Collins is going to form a band with, with some other like-minded. Because Genesis had great songs. You know, oh, yes, it, yes it was progressive rock and they had the whole era of of Peter Gabriel with crazy costumes and everything. But at the heart of it, um, they were great songwriters. And um, and I think if, if you're adventurous uh, uh, musically, you, you have to remember to play stuff, you have to include melody in it. Um, and now Nick's had the, uh, the, the experience of playing in arenas and all that. And let's see what he does now, you know? Absolutely, well, uh, Steve, as always, can't thank you enough for, for hopping on here on the road to rock. It is always a pleasure. Tell the lovely Josie I said hello. She is. I will always, do. Yeah. She's always. She's the best, man. Yeah, yeah. Great. She's awesome. 
Yeah. And uh, always appreciate her. She always behind the scenes, man. She does a lot of great stuff. She's helped us so much just in getting in touch with you to start everything years and years ago. Great. So, great. Big shout out to her. Thanks so much. And I uh, can't wait to see what you guys all have coming up. Hope to see you here in the States uh, here in the next year or so, man. Oh, we'll definitely be out there. We did it. You know, it's a little quiet right now, but we'll be out there. That, that, there's your blabbermouth headline. <laughs> <laughs> thank, you, thank you, Steve, so much, man. All right, great. Thank you. Thanks, brother. All right.